In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. You know why baseball isn't boring? Because it's not easy. I have facts and I have stories. Let me tell you one. All right, there's a guy by the name of Dustin Pedroia back in 2007 and played a little bit at the end of 2006, really nondescript time up in the major leagues, but it showed enough that the Red Sox said, you know what, Mark Loretta, we're not going to re-sign you. We're going to put all our eggs in the basket of Dustin Pedroia, and you're going to be our second baseman. You're going to be a starting second baseman in 2007 on a team that we fully expect to contend. So he starts out, and he's awful. He's just awful. You know, through May 4th, he's hitting 180 with a 535 OPS. But at the same time, Alex Cora, you may recognize the name, manager of the Red Sox, he was also on that team. And so they were subbing him in for Cora, for Pedroia every once in a while. Cora had maybe the best month of his career. He had 360 with a 1207 OPS in April. While Pedroia was figuring things out, but 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 there was no guarantees that Pedroia was going to figure things out. On an off day in May on May fourth, he gets together with Dave Magadan, then hitting coach for the Red Sox, Dave Magadan. They make some adjustments, tweak some things. Now you got to hit the day before, but still you needed to to switch things up a little bit. So on May fifth, he takes this new approach. In against the what was one of the best pitchers in baseball at the time, Johan Santana. And sure enough, he gets two hits. Yada, 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 yada. Next thing you know, Pedroia, American League Rookie of the Year in 2007. It's a great story. And one that should hit home for a lot of rookies, including, by the way, a guy who got three hits last night, and that's Red Sox first baseman Tristan Casas. Three hits. It was just his second multiple-hit game all year long. He came into the game, the Red Sox game, by the way, Red Sox have won five in a row, with a 128 batting average. Now it's up to 157. So it, it is bizarre that maybe that we're seeing the same thing what is it, 23 years later? or I'm sorry, not 23 years later. 16 years later, 16 years later, almost exactly, that you are seeing Tristan Cassis do what Dustin Bedroya did? Maybe, I don't know. We're going to have to find out. But it's, again, a great lesson, and one that isn't forgotten. So I sat down with Terry Francona, obviously Pedroia's manager at the time, and he remembered what that was like and the lessons that can be taken from that. I think it's different for everybody. I mean, I remember Theo and his guys kind of telling me ahead of time, like, be patient because he's going to be good. <laughs> and so that's first thing. Second one, we were, we were playing pretty well. And the third thing was he didn't seem to be panicking. Like, you know, 
know, you come back, and I, I know he was pissed, but he was wasn't throwing shit, and he was, you know. And I remember because Cora was kind of his complimentary, and Cora was just raking, and he still held Pedroia. I remember always thinking that was pretty special. Because Cora, if you look back, I bet you he hit three fifty that month of April, and he never he knew that Petey was coming, and he didn't even the score. He helped him, and that was that was really big. Never forget that. Have you had other cases where you've gone through and drawn on on that? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, going through now a little bit with Gonzi and right, you know. It's, We've, we, shit, we had to send Jose Ramirez back twice early in his career. In fact, it's probably the rare player that doesn't get sent back. It's just, I think the statistics show that more guys go back than don't. After starting the year. Yeah. Yeah. How much harder is it to, you know, to beat, stay with a guy in a market like this where there's a lot of noise? That's different. I think it's different. I think you, and I think it's okay to re- to realize that and to know that. Um, I think whatever you set out for your your goals, I think you, if you can stay true to them. It's good. Like last year, we talked about, hey, we're young. Okay, let's not be afraid to be young. And we were fortunate that these guys did pretty well. We're still pretty young. And I don't think we can deviate from that because we need to find out. Like We have guys like Arias right now that are kind of playing part-time, and it's really been a struggle. And it's like, I, I, I got to get him in there, though, because he's going to be good. Just not sure when. Yeah. It, but So we don't want to just bail on these guys. So trying to figure out, sometimes the bench isn't the easiest way for young guys to find their footing. All right. And, of course, when we're talking about the here and the now, a good guy to talk to is Cora, Alex Cora, because he's guiding Tristan Casas. He helps is guiding another guy. Jaron Duran, Red Sox outfielder, young outfielder, through this sort of process, evolution. So he went through it back in 2007. He's going through it as a manager right now. Here's what he had to say about it. Like the great Rob Raffer said, you know, I lived it in 2007, right? Uh, we were very patient with Pedroia here. Uh, you know, he started hitting May 15th or something like that. So, that was a month and a half. Yeah, so that was a lot. Just having the other second baseman was raking. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you have to be patient. You have to be patient, um, not only with rookies, I think with everybody, right? Like when you make decisions roster-wise in April 1st or whenever the season started, you know, like you cannot just go the other way because they're 3 for 20 or, or, or 5 for 40. Uh, there's other ways that you can contribute. And uh, in this case with Jaron, uh, we saw some flashes last year before we went to Toronto. Uh, I mean, that week in, uh, I think it was Oakland and, and Cleveland, he was hot and then, you know, he, you know, he didn't go to Toronto. And he had that big swing in Chicago and then after that, he became tough. It is the toughest league in the, in the world. Uh, it's, it's the best of the best. You know, the, the scouting reports and people just watching you and and just kind of like, this is where we're going. Yeah, it's, it's tough here, but little by little, 
you recognize who you are, what you want to do. Do you want to hit the ball in the air, like in 2020, right, in, uh, in Pawtucket? You know, like, oh, everybody felt in love with that, right, because he was hitting the ball in the air and hitting homers. But was that really the guy the organization wanted, or they wanted the guy that was getting on base and running around with a little bit of power? And hopefully this is the, the version we're going to get the rest of the way, and it's a really good version. He's really good. You know, he's giving himself a chance to to put them in play and use his best tool, which is his legs, right? In the other in the other case with Casas, you know, we saw in September last year, the numbers average-wise weren't great, but he was getting on base. He controls the, controls the strike zone, and when you do that, we sh- he should be fine. You know, this kid has hit everywhere, and you just got to make sure you help him throughout the process. I think that's the most important thing, kind of like talk to him and, you know, looking for certain matchups to help him out to to get out of you know whatever he's going through and uh the good thing about uh casas although you know the numbers doesn't reflect that he's been playing some good first base you know and that's something you know going back to pedroia in in 07 that's what cut our attention as veterans like you know he was hitting 180 but he made sure when he was playing second where he was hitting was hitting 182 because he tried to make every play he played with passion. He ran the base as well whenever he got on. And that's what you want from them, you know, because at one point, talent's going to take over and you're going to be fine. Yeah, I only played that because he said that the uh, great Rob Bradford. That's, all, that's the only reason I said it. But it's, it's, I think it's a great lesson not only for guys in related to the same organization as Pedroia, but across the board. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Kevin Gosman, the Blue Jays ace, uh, about his evolution and what he learned. I mean, 32 years old right now and is pitching better than ever. But it wasn't always that way. We'll get to that in a second. Look at some of the guys in Major League Baseball right now who are going through this sort of cycle, going through this evolution. The favorite, the, the FanDuel favorite to win the American League Rookie of the Year, Josh Young, he hit 204 in his time in his time in 26 games with the Rangers last year with a 654 OPS. So it's not like he tore it up. And now he's the favorite to win American League Rookie of the Year. A guy just last night, Arizona Diamondbacks, best the best pitching prospect in that organization, Brendan Fought. He lot of lot of buzz, lot of buzz about this guy. Everyone's focusing on his start, so forth and so on. Well, Gives up seven runs on nine hits in four and two thirds innings. It happens. Does anyone think that this is the the, the be all end all defining moment for Brandon Fott? No, but it is going to be work to be done, as you're going to hear Gosman talk about. We have other examples. We have examples of guys who just out of the gate, boom. I mean, not you were you were considered a prospect, a top prospect, and you did not disappoint. I give you some. Spencer Strider, the Braves, perceived right now as maybe the, I don't want to say the best pitcher. It's a guy named Otani sitting around. But Spencer Strider, five runs and four innings in his first start. Now, he started in the bullpen, but five five runs and four innings in first start. After that, he got going. Zach Gallen, conversely, Zach Gallen, again, the guy that we love to, to compare and contrast to our guy Spencer Strider. In his first start, five innings, one run. He has not had an ERA below 281 
in four of the five years he's pitched in the major leagues. That's Zach Gallen. Then you have the first outing from Garrett Cole in 2013, only gave up two runs in six and a third inning for the Pirates. Shane McClanahan, another Cy Young favorite this year, his first two starts with the Rays encompassed eight innings. He only gave up two runs. And the most recently, Seattle's Bryce Miller, he gave up one run on two hits. In why striking out 10 and six innings? We talked about that the other day. So a lot of examples of guys, for better or for worse, making their way throughout this whole thing. Now that brings us to Gosman. So Gosman is, is a really interesting case and a perfect example of how sometimes you just have to be patient and sometimes you just figure things out. Gosman was a four, the fourth overall pick in the 2012 draft before him, guys named Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, and Mike Zanino. So you get the point. Out of LSU, he, he was perceived as the next big thing. And I can tell you, and I said this to him in our little interview, I remember talking to hitters in one of his first spring trainings. Him and Dylan Bundy were both like top, these top prospects for the Orioles. And about everyone was like, good, do you see that Gosman guy? You see his stuff, so forth and so on. But it never really took root. It never really took root in terms of the Orioles. It took some time. But once it hit, it hit. Now, when I say it took some time, think about this. In 2019, that wasn't that long ago, Gosman had a combined ERA of 5.72 with the Braves and the Reds. He was put on waivers that year. He made 31 start, 31 appearances, only 17 of them starts. So you you make 17 starts and 31 appearances, and you're put on waivers, and you finish the year with a combined ERA of 5.72. That probably tells you something. Well, flash forward to 2021. He now he's pitching for the Giants. Finishing sixth in the Cy Young. The next year, 2022, last year, finishes ninth in the Cy Young. That's with the Blue Jays. Now, as we sit here, he has the fifth best odds to win the American League Cy Young Award. So last year, he's came coming off this great year. Like I said, finishes ninth in Cy Young, 12 and 10 with a 3.35 ERA. The year before, 14 and 6, 2.81 ERA. So my point is, is that this guy has turned it around. It took him some time to turn around. And you're going to hear like how his, his perspective and his advice for people, for young players, how they look at things, I think is a great one. I'm really happy we get a chance to talk to Gosman because in this conversation, we have you know the Pedroia example, but from the pitcher's perspective, we have the Kevin Gosman example, and uh, so we'll keep an eye on him pitches on uh, Thursday. Speaking of Cy Young, really quick before we get to the Gosman interview, I don't know if you know this, Shohei Itani is good, and he's also got a, also a very good chance to win the Cy Young. But he had another milestone last night. He struck out thirteen batters to reach five hundred in his career. It's just the second player in MLB history to record 500 strikeouts as a pitcher and 100 homers as a hitter. You know who the other guy was? You may know him. You may know him from such educational films as what it's like to be Babe Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth. He's the only other guy to do it. Record 500 strikeouts and hit 100 homers. And by the way, the Angels 
a team which yeah, I saw early in the year. I'm like, oh, here we go again. They're going to trade Otani, so forth and so on. You know, they're not going to be in it. We're not going to get that dream of Otani and Trout in the playoffs. Well, they've won three in a row, and they're just a game out, of, game and a half out of first place behind the Rangers in the American League West. So good stuff happening. All right, rate, re- review, subscribe, listen. We are I'm heading to Philadelphia this weekend. Then I'll be uh, in Atlanta right after that. So we'll be giving you a lot of new interviews, a lot of good stuff. We obviously have the power rankings coming out tomorrow. I believe we're going to have a return of uh, the great Jonathan Papelbon, and betting isn't boring as well. And um, and also check out Ballpark Review from Courtney Finnecombe. She was in St. Louis. So a lot of good stuff. But tell your friends, uh, spread the word, buy the T-shirts. we got new T-shirts out there, all kinds of different team-centered colors. Uh, and, 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 of course, a damn near perfect game, the book. Speaking of a damn near perfect game, that's what we have in the story of Kevin Gossman. That is another example of why this game is so great. Because you have to power through it. And spoiler alert, he gives one of the best quotes, one of the best baseball analogies I've heard in a long, long time. But you have to listen. All right, here's, here he is, Kevin Gossman. So you, I remember seeing you play in spring training. Well, you were really, really young. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, it's, <laughs> and obviously that was a while ago. But what was the thing, if you said, like, this is a thing that sort of made me take that jump? Um, you know, I think it took me a long time to figure out, um, you know, what it took to be a, a really consistent starter. Um, I would say once I figured that out, um, I've gotten better as, as my career has gone on because of that. But, um, I mean, early on it was a, it was a struggle and, you know, it was, um, a lot of uh, five inning outings with you know five strikeouts, five walks, and you know a couple homers. Um, you know it was definitely wasn't. Um, you know I just didn't know didn't know my strengths. I didn't know who I was as a pitcher and kind of where I fit where I fit in the league. And so uh, you know I was just trying to pitch. Um, like everybody else and didn't know my strengths like I said and so um, you know once I figured that out I felt like uh, things became a lot easier you're leading to me sort of a question I was I actually asked Grayson Rodriguez this the other day right and about what he advice he would give his younger self which he's really young but but it's but you you reminded me of that question so looking back at when you're first coming what advice would you give yourself a younger you um, you know, I mean, now, now knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything because, you know, all, everything that I went through um, happened for a reason, and I think that makes the, the good times even better. And so, um, you know, all those things were part of my development, part of my story. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to tell myself something, it's probably not to not just get so focused in, in trying to be like everybody else, you know, embrace being your, your own individual and that's probably my my most favorite thing about where baseball is headed is um, you know, guys come to the big leagues they're not scared anymore um, the acceptance that you have in, in the clubhouse about guy, allows guys to go out there and, and play with confidence and play the way that they always have whereas in the past you get to the big leagues and 
you know, the young guy just kind of shrivels up because he's facing so-and-so or, um, you know, he, he has to pitch against this guy and, um, you know, maybe he grew up in a Red, so- a Red Sox fan and just pitching in Fenway and, you know, things like that, whereas... You know, nowadays, uh, these guys have played tournaments and, you know, all those things here before. And uh, being a big leaguer isn't as much of kind of a wow factor as it used to be, I think. That's, first of all, it's, I, I love that perspective. I love that conversation. Um, has it evolved even since you first came up quite a bit or in that respect? Um, yeah, and, and what, what do you mean? Well, in, in terms sense? of like being able, when you came up, like you said, like when guys come up now, right? First of all, it seems like younger and younger guys are coming up, and they're and they're expected to like you gotta you're expected to produce and so you're accepted was there was it that way I, like, I can go 10 years ago and I know the answer to this question but for you was it that way I would I would say no um, I think I think guys have realized and maybe it's organizations or just people in general but um, you want these guys to be happy you want them to feel comfortable and so you know if they need to do things that maybe are outside of the norm you know if you keep doing your job, you know, everybody's kind of eventually going to hop on board, right? And so, uh, that's one thing I've noticed. Um, as the time goes on, more guys come up and they can just be themselves, whether whether they're, you know, wacky or funny or reserved, you know, they're not going to get picked on because of it anymore because, uh, it's just a different game now. When did you feel that? When, when was that sort of turning turning point for you or at least you know maybe not even noticeable but in your own head I don't know I'd probably say in the last five years right it happened in the last five years okay yeah and this last thing is along the lines of this conversation about you know we see so many young pitchers and it's a process man like going over like you know Grayson or Brian Bayo across the way here like everybody can can you appreciate like how how long it takes to be I'm a major league pitcher. I mean, because when you're when you're when you come up, we had um, Bryce uh, Bryce from Seattle last night come up. Boom, there it is. But can you appreciate how? Can, or can you can could you ever tell that to these young pitchers? Hey, listen, I know you're excited now, but it's going to be a process, man. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know what I tell every young pitcher is that you know if um, if you have a problem with failing, like baseball is not going to do your thing. Uh, you got to be okay. You have to be able to have a short memory. That's one thing I've always said as a pitcher. The best pitchers have a short memory and and a lot of confidence in themselves. And so, um, whatever happens, you got to be able to turn the page. And uh, but yeah, it's tough as a pitcher. We always want results right away. And um, when you're a young guy, you want to just come into the league and kind of announce your name with authority and presence. And, um, you know, but uh, it's like anything. It's like any profession. You're only going to get better usually as as time goes on, or you're going to have a more understanding of of what you need to do to be at your best. And so I think that's the biggest thing. Is uh, but it's hard to understand when that that when you're young, when mm. someone's telling you, you know, just just 
wait. Your time will come, you know. You'll, you don't want to hear that. You'll gain experience as time goes on, but when you're young, you just want, you know, when you're young, you want facial hair right away. I mean, once you get facial hair, you realize you got to shave every day. It's like, man, I got to shave every day, you know? So maybe the, that may Same be thing. the best baseball analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, for sure.